James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. James Schramko, welcome back to the wonderfully warm and giving waters of the Freedom Ocean, my friend. It's my pleasure to be here, Tim. I know that you've been itching to get back into these warm waters of internet marketing. Are you glad to be there? Here? Yeah, I'm always keen to talk about internet marketing. It's it's an absolute passion of mine and I've been hanging out for this episode. I know you have been. And in fact, welcome back listeners to um, the number one, mm, what would we call it, internet marketing podcast in Australia as ranked by the Apple iTunes store. So welcome back. Uh, we know you're loving it because we're getting some fantastic feedback um, on the show notes and via iTunes and through our Facebook and through all sorts of wonderful online channels, James. And we record this episode on the eve of you heading off to uh, the Philippines and me heading off to Port Douglas for a bit of time. Jet setting. We're jet setting, jet setting. Absolutely. What are you doing in the Philippines? Do you want to share that? Uh, I'm going to hang out with my team for a week, which will be a lot of fun. They're just amazing. We'll be talking about internet marketing. We'll be uh, implementing new strategies in our business, sharing some ideas and just uh, enjoying discussion, I suppose. They're just wonderful people and, and to have a team is terrific. And these people are so talented. So I, I really enjoy my trips to the Philippines. And um, powerful stuff when, you know, out, outsourcing is a powerful strategy anyway for any internet marketer, but when you can actually um, get to the point of being able to go over and spend time with your team, uh, you can only expect to see greater results. You were there about six months ago, weren't you? Did you see big results having been having spent time face-to-face with them? Yeah, as soon as you go and meet your team face-to-face, you have a much better connection. You really do relate to each other better. Uh, you can uncover all the hidden talents that they have. When you get to, into talking, you find out things that you wouldn't necessarily have, have known before. You can get a much better appreciation for the culture and the lifestyle and the way they live. And also, uh, I've found, you know, when I'm able to explain things in more depth, you know, in, even if it's like a workshop scenario, they really grasp the meaning of it. For example, one of my team members has been updating uh, one of my websites every single day and her sales copy and selling ability has just skyrocketed. And that's because we are able to sit down and just discuss it, even just, just talking over dinner and and um, in the classroom environment, being able to explain what sales copy is and why we do things. And that's a big one. The why is more important than anything else, why we do things. And once they connect with that, that will leverage across your entire business. There is a massive power in understanding the why. In fact, some of the stuff that you and I were doing just before we went on air, uh, where you were helping me setting up some things in regards to hosting and uh, video players, etc. cetera. Uh, when you understand the why, uh, the how becomes a hell of a lot easier. So, uh, in fact, uh, we'll be talking about that very shortly. James, I was just thinking, uh, while you're in Manila, Manila uh, I'll be in Port Douglas. Uh, and for our overseas listeners, that's kind of like, what, what do you reckon? Would I say the, um, I was going to say it's the, like the Miami of Australia, but it's it's not at all. <laughs> it's just a nice hot, tro- it's just a nice hot tropical place, isn't it? <laughs> 
Yeah, there's not so much pastel <laughs> running around. And no, there's not. <laughs> but but um, uh, what it I is am, warm. They drink very beer. Warm. They drink beer. Uh, I think that I think there'll be a lot of people up there uh, who may well live in the freedom ocean because there's probably a lot of well-off people in Port Douglas and uh, who have a lot of a lot of time. I always wonder when I go to places like Port Douglas um, what people do for a living up there to be able to live. Um, a wonderful life in, in such a wonderful part of Australia. What I am going to do though, James, is see whether I can get a photo taken of myself sitting in a deck chair to replace the one uh, on our homepage, on our website's banner at the moment. Um, just might be able to up the quality a little bit, eh? I kind of like that to caricature. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of fun, isn't it? I do love the brand with the visual brand that is Freedom Motion. Um, I'd go as far as actually to wearing it on a T-shirt. Uh, I'm that proud of it. My wonderful designer in Serbia, his name's Nikola, designed that for us, and uh, it's fantastic. I might get a, I might get a T-shirt made for um, for your upcoming uh, event where I will be wandering on stage. We'll talk about that later, mate. Um, what we are going to talk about for episode 19 of Freedom Ocean is hosting. That that very technical world of hosting. And uh, you've just helped me out with a whole lot of, um, I wouldn't say hosting issues, but set me up with some hosting that is going to see me uh, well into the future and allow me to create some some really fantastic products. So I thought, I thought in order to set the scene, um, just by way of a little bit of a background story, um, I am in the process, very, very close, in fact, as we record this, to um, launching my... Um, upcoming online marketing communications masterclass, which will be probably launched in the next uh, in the next two weeks, uh, and anyone who's on our list will be able to access that. So if they just go to freedomotion.com and register, they'll be the first to know when that's launched. But gee, that's been an interesting journey, James. Um, whilst I have a huge amount of knowledge as a small business marketing person, um, setting up the entire process of selling an online masterclass is has been an interesting learning curve and and you've helped me a lot along the way um just so listeners know what i'm talking about you know you think okay well i'm going to sell um, an online masterclass it's going to be where people come and via webinar hear from me and a whole lot of other marketing specialists in the areas of all sorts of things and so that's pretty easy it's pretty easy to set up a webinar but then you realise that you've got to set up a dedicated page on your website. You've got to go and record um, a video, which in my case involved PowerPoint slides and audio, uh, and also a video of myself. I've then got to set up a PayPal button. I've got to get that hosted somewhere. And the list of things goes on and on and on. It starts to add up, doesn't it? It, re- it really does. It, it, and I can absolutely understand why many people sort of start with the greatest of intentions but along the way fall down at one of a number of those hurdles that I just mentioned. Um, And I can also see why it's even harder for people to try and get other people to do these bits for them because even if you know what you want, it's sort of hard to put together the pieces with external providers. Totally. Totally. In fact, in fact, I don't even like to touch on that. Gee, what do we talk about first? 
talk about the guy with well, the million Well, let's go with questions. hosting first, if okay. that's, if that's well, uh, the, I, the I topic. Think we, yeah, that is the topic. I, I, the, the other question that came to mind was, you know, we'll, we'll go in depth now about talking about hosting, um, but it's like, yeah, what, what if you don't have someone? I mean, you, you just walked me through a technical minefield an hour ago, um, and even though you said, yeah, you know, you've got to get this hosting and you need these couple of third-party add-ons that'll make it a hell of a lot easier. It's like, what if you don't have access to a to a James or someone else? So that's interesting in itself, and I know there's some solutions we can offer our listeners on that. We'll talk about that uh, either later in this episode or, or a coming episode. But hosting, mate, what is hosting, uh, first of all? And is hosting, is any old hosting just worthwhile or is there particular hosting th- characteristics of good hosting that you should look for? There are, and it's something that I really struggled with in the beginning. The first time I tried to set up a website, I did what everyone else does. I go online, I look f- for hosting companies, I ordered it, had no idea what I was doing. It was very confusing. And of course, you get the hang of it. Now, I think the easiest solution for most people will be to look at a service like HostGator. And they are resellers of one of the largest server farms in the world called The Planet. And HostGator have quite friendly customer service and they're accessible. And if there are problems, they do leap to the support side of it. And what you're doing in the shortest possible scenario is you are renting space on their server. And the reseller account, which is the the sort of more than one or two websites type account is the one that most people in my circles use where they're putting four or five or six or seven or ten websites onto this shared server. So they're sharing this with other people. And it's very, very cheap. Uh, It's something like $9 a month or $14 a month. Up up until until this uh, last couple of days, I've been using HostGator for some other sites and it's incredibly cheap. Yeah, so that's, that's sort of the easy place to get a server for your own website. And some of the discussion items that come up there are, uh, what about backup and stuff? Well, they, they will have a basic level of backup, but I suggest you do your own. If you're using WordPress sites, which we talk about a lot, you could use a plugin, any number of plugins to back up your entire website to either your local computer or to a separate server or hosting provider. And what we do is we actually back our websites up to Amazon S3. And S3, I think, stands for Simple simple Storage Solution. Uh, So that is where we put a backup of our websites to. And we'll probably touch on Amazon S3 in a minute because I'm going to talk to you about putting other types of media... The, the I'm going to just, just stop you there too. Um, for, for the technically challenged, and um, that hopefully probably includes a lot of our listeners, I was going to say hopefully, but probably does. Um, we're all at different levels. But host, what is hosting? Is, is, it simply, is it simply the concept of uploading files to, to the cloud so that you can access them either later on, so it's an archive system, as well as being able to have those files accessed by a web page. Is that what hosting is? Hosting is just where your stuff lives online. Mm-hmm. And usually it's going to be in a little box. And it's, like, not, it's, not just web, it's not just web pages? 
It doesn't have to be just web pages. I mean, the most common thing that we experience is a website and that will live on an actual little server sitting in a server farm in a, you know, under the ground in an air-conditioned room full of other servers. That's called a server farm. That's the most common scenario. Now we hear about the cloud, but the cloud's been around for a long time. I mean, the internet itself is sort of like a cloud, mm-hmm. but you can have your website shared in different locations so that it has a level of redundancy. Uh, now, there's, there's, you can even sort of have hybrids where you add a little bit of a cloud dimension onto an already existing website um, uh, you know, server so that they, could, they can actually, I think it's called Cloudflare or something like that, where they'll attach a little add-on to your server so that it now gets replicated all around the web. Mm-hmm. And then there's, then there's virtual private servers like VPS servers. Now, nah, I've got to you tell you straight to up. You're starting to geek out, James. You are starting yeah, I'm not to a geeky technical out. person and, and we're going to get so many comments about this episode and everyone's got an opinion about this or that. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I think we should keep it pretty simple. For most people listening to our episodes, they're just going to be happy with a HostGator shared server. Mm-hmm. That's that's most people. If you start build up some serious assets like a membership site or a really powerful blog, then you might want to look at a dedicated server, and or that's where a, you start or a po- paying or a podcast, James. A podcast, yes. Huh? That then you might get a dedicated server, which means it's just you using that site. And so that's that's good from the point of view that you're not going to get some filthy spammer on the same address that gets you banned. Because, uh, you know, if, if you do have a shared server and someone's naughty, that can affect everyone on that server. Or if yep. they're using all the resource on that server, that can affect your website too. Now, a dedicated server is going to cost you two or $300 a month, but it will be just you using it and... You've, you've got more control over what the configuration is and the backups on that, that site. So what's an, the next example, step is, what's an example of a dedicated server? You've talked about HostGator as being a shared um, hosting option. You've then gone forward and said there's this concept of a dedicated server. You're still with HostGator here or any number of companies, oh, okay. you know, like Rack, Rackspace or Liquid Web and all these other brands. But now we're saying, well, I want, I want this box and it's just for me to use. And that's so you've gone from the shared account to a dedicated account. And if you're with a company like HostGator, they'll actually move all your sites up to the dedicated server so you can scale this as you go. Nice. You will, you will have to change your name server settings with your domain registrar. Like you, you literally have to tell your domain, okay, our website has moved from this place to this place. But they tell you how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the next stage is you go for a VPS type thing and that's where you start buying nodes and um, and your website now lives in several locations and it's replicated so if one goes down it's still in another place so that gives you more uptime potentially and the other type of hosting that we might consider is using something like Amazon S3 where we're, we are putting our files into the cloud 
and they're going to be accessible to users close to their location so it can actually improve the the transmission times and it's very very cheap it's a really cheap place to store stuff so that's where we put our media files because they're resource hungry videos images audio all of our podcast episodes go up to amazon s3 into the cloud mm-hmm. all of my videos for my sales pages go up to amazon s3 and that means when someone comes to my site if it's on a dedicated server and they're watching videos the video is coming from amazon s3 but the, the text on the page is just coming from my server. So my server's not getting loaded up. The strain's going out to the cloud and it mm-hmm. will show from the nearest location because we ticked a little box that says uh, cloud front distribution. And that, that just simply means let's make that media available at the nearest location to that consumer. So now the Amazon S3 is what um, you just signed me up uh, for so we can uh, so that I have good hosting for the upcoming webinar series and any other rich media content that I will now much more comfortably create. And in fact, what I really like, uh, what inspired me to um, make this episode 19 was an email you sent yesterday where we were going back and forth on, um, on you know, getting the hosting right. Uh, and basically you gave me some instructions and then you said, I feel that the last line, which you really, it really resonated with me, you said, I feel that once you get comfy, good word comfy, uh, comfortable for those who uh, are not into shortening words, I feel that once you get comfy with this asset, you will create a lot of content and make it easy to sell. And I think you're right. I mean, what the, the nerve that that hit for me was that I kind of knew that Amazon S3 was um, a, a great hosting uh, solution, but it was just about breaking through the technical aspect of it. And um, sometimes these these services aren't the easiest. They don't have the easiest interfaces. Um, but once you get there, and we've been through this process, which we'll talk about now, it does become a hell of a lot easier and, and it does free you up to, to get on with the real thing of creating content, huh? Yeah, well, you had that magic word, blockage. Blockage. You, you, you'd come to the point and it... It's sort of like you threw your hands in the air and you're like, well, what do I do now? I don't, I don't have an Amazon account. And I think I replied back and said, get one. Get one. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of, and I've had a HostGator account and, and, and even with HostGator, I'd kind of used it in a fairly simplified fashion. Uh, and now um, as I sort of, you know, start to break through these blockages. Uh, and like I said earlier in this episode, I mean, there are just so many blockages. I, I, I just, I, I go back to why um, I thought the Freedom Ocean podcast originally was a good idea, and and I guess it was because there are just so many blockages. There are so many questions that us internet marketers have, um, beginners and intermediate especially, where you know there is a lot to know, and it's like anything you get into the business of something because you want to share you want to create a product around a passion and sell it you want to create a podcast series around a passion and share it you know you do all these things because it's your passion your passion is not opening up a hosting account and setting it up or hosting or or setting up a webinar um, event I mean these are things that you've got to do and and as internet marketers unless we go and outsource everything You've got to do it yourself and figure out along the way. So um, it, it's good stuff. And getting back to Amazon S3, James, is it right? Uh, I'm sure I heard somewhere along the way that 
Amazon S3 came about because Amazon, as, as, a, as an online business, one of the world's biggest online businesses, had excess storage. And they just thought, well, why don't we make money out of it and sell it um, and create a business out of it? Is that right? I, I really don't know the history yeah. behind it. Uh, I just know that it, it exists. Mm-hmm. I observed some of the, the big guys online streaming their files from it, so I investigated it. And it turns out it's very well priced and it's it, it's uh, got a very good uptime. So am I right in saying then that Amazon S3 for you is the best hosting solution going around? For me it is, yes. I, I don't... Still don't put my websites there, but I put, and I think you can now, but I put a lot of my other things there. I put pictures there and I put videos there and audio there so that it takes the strain off my normal websites. And now I'm, I'm in the situation where I'm moving some of my servers across to VPS type servers, so virtual private servers in these cloud scenarios. I have quite a few servers. I've got about 20 different server accounts. Right. And- I'll talk about why I do that. Uh, there's a few reasons. One is I don't have all my eggs in one basket because that's crazy. And that means, you know, if, if your server goes down, and they do go down from time to time, if all your websites are down, you're kind of stuck. Mm. And, um, you know, I had my dedicated server had to go through a massive upgrade recently and it did impact a couple of my sites for a few days just while we were getting the software to the correct version to work with the tools that we'd installed on our thing. So depending on what you've got on your website, you may need a different server configuration. If you're using WordPress, for example, you have to have MySQL update from the old version to the new version or your WordPress 3.2 won't work. So I imagine right now there's a bunch of people updating their WordPress sites and they won't actually work. So you have to make sure that it's reasonably up to date. And again, when you have a company like HostGator, they'll manage most of the techie stuff on the back end of that server for you. Mm-hmm. But if, if you go f- for the really cheap servers or the high-end commercial-grade stuff, you'll actually have to employ a technical company to come and manage that server for you. And I'd, I would suggest most of us don't want to do that. No. We're not geared for it. Not yet. Um, no, not yet. So, yes, yeah, so I put my media up to Amazon S3 and it's it's quite scalable. You're really only paying for what you use. That's the other good thing. Now, for the, for most people, when they stick a few videos on there, their Amazon bill each month might be like 3 or $4 or 5 or $6. When I started getting a lot of media, my bill went up to a couple of hundred dollars a month. And when I released Traffic Grab, the bill for my server went up to about $900 for the first month because I had that many people watching the two hours of free videos on my site. Now, I can tell you, if those videos were on the server that that site is on, it would have crashed the server Mm. and it would have run out of bandwidth and it would have actually gone offline. So if you are planning on doing launches or having a huge spike in activity or you, uh, you know, have, have something that's going to be big or popular, you really want to start moving those files into the cloud and taking, getting an unlimited resource. Look, and I guess too, having, um, having the bill go up um, as more people use it, it's a bit like paying tax, isn't it? You know, it's a good problem to have because it just means that more and more people um, are accessing your information and if your information's any good, then they're going to be buying from you. Well, that's the beauty of an information product. I mean, let's just look at some rough numbers. Let's say 
let's say the product is bringing in $20,000 a month, less my $1,000 for server fees, that's $19,000, less some affiliate commission, say um, six, six or 7000 still leaves me with $12,000. Mm. And for that month, I did nothing, not a single thing because I've already created the product and turned it on. Yep. So I've got other people selling it. Uh, people come along and buy it. And my job is just to make sure it stays, stays up online. And, it, and I'll take a five-figure profit every single month for, I don't know, probably six or seven months until I come out with the next version. That frees I you love up. information products. Yeah, well, I was going to say, that frees you up to uh, spend some time in the ocean, doesn't it? information products are for those who um, haven't listened to it. I, it was one of our earlier episodes where we actually went into de- quite some detail about how to create an information product. And um, I still look back on those those early days, James, of the internet ocean when I was a boy in floaties. But, um, you know, I, I came into it. I came into internet marketing thinking that that's what it was all about. It was creating information products. Um and clearly it is a great business model, but there's a lot of other business models um, beyond. But have a look at what's happened now, Timbo. You've got, through our episodes, and we're up to about 19 now, I think, if someone's been listening to every episode, they will now have an idea about a business model. They'll have ideas about how to create content. They will understand what type of website they need. They'll know what kind of domain they should buy. They understand how to create a sales concept or sales video they know what tools to use and now they know how to host it so we really are breaking down a lot of those barriers Mm. and we'll keep doing that so whilst you've become really confident in many of the areas it was good to have today's session because now you've just gone into the warp speed zone (laughs) where not many people get to and you're in a situation now where tomorrow you could wake up from your hammock, you could have an idea for a business, you could now crack open PowerPoint, create a sales slides, you can screen flow them, you can render them with the custom settings that I gave you, and then you could upload that to your Amazon S3 account, and then you can go and create a player for that media in just a few minutes and paste that piece of code on your WordPress website and it's live, and you can start driving traffic to it using some of the traffic techniques. So you actually have the the wherewithal to make it happen. Now it's just a matter of choice. What what do you actually want to work on, and why do you want to work on it, and what else could you do instead? So th- this is where it gets very exciting. Massively exciting. This is where, what do they say, the rubber hits the road. And you know what I'm going to do here right at, right at this junction, James, at the 27 minute mark of, um, of episode 19, I'm gonna suggest that exactly what you brought up then forms the basis of the next episode. But before we close episode 19, I'm just gonna, we're gonna finish it with a listener question. What do you think about that? Is that, does that, is that a good place to stop and uh, take off again uh, in episode 20 uh, where we can actually talk about um, how you can make that happen using Amazon S3 and some of the third party plugins. It sounds great, although it wouldn't be freedom motion unless I counter or contradict something. I, I guess I want to <laughs> try and squeeze in an extra hosting question that I get Go asked a lot. That is, does it matter if the server's not located in the same country as your domain or your business? 
And the short answer is no, it doesn't really. I found um, when I had Australian hosting solutions, they were both expensive and unreliable. And I'm sure there's very reliable companies in Australia, but my my SEO results and my tests have not shown me any loss of uh, ranking or anything from having US-based servers. They're much better priced, especially with the currency fluctuation. They are far more reliable than the solutions that I've been able to find in Australia. And there was recently an Australian server solution provider who lost all the websites for the customers. So you want to be making sure no matter where you host that you back up your websites. That's really my main point. And I suggest that Amazon S3 might be a good place to back up your website too as a storage place so that at least you've got uh, the ability to restart your business if your server does disappear for some reason. So I understand that. So at the moment, we've talked about Amazon S3 as a place to upload and host all your media files, all the, all the big files. Uh, you weren't sure whether you could host your web pages from S3, and I'm sure someone will let us know. I think you actually can, Tim. I think you they've can. recently enabled a lot more functionality, but you can you can host um, software programs and stuff, and they're, they're going around now and they're holding meetings in major cities to educate businesses they can store their accounting system in the cloud and they can install their you know whereas offices used to have those big boxes in the corner or a rack in a little glass shelf in, yeah. the, in the office that's no longer required or practical now you should what be pity hosting it <laughs> yeah, and so cheap. Uh, now you can host it all in the cloud and, and services like Amazon are providing that. So you probably can host most of your stuff there. But I would say 90% of the meat of my websites are hosted on Amazon and it's really just the the uh, the basic part of the website the the you know the WordPress part of the website is currently hosted on a, a dedicated server for most of my websites. Right. Okay. So my then okay. So Amazon S3 does cover the ability to host websites and media. My question was going to be um, if that's the case, how, how do you go about backing up? Is there is there literally a button that then backs it up? To, to somewhere else or yeah, yeah what we do up? on our on our websites we install a plugin called backup buddy ah. and it's automatically set so each week it just grabs our wordpress site and it uploads a copy of it to amazon s3 into a protected private folder nice so if you know if hostgator disappeared tomorrow and I really hope they don't. But if they did, or you know, that means the planet's gone. That means the largest website company in the world has gone under, right? If that mm-hmm. were to happen, we would take our copy from Amazon S3 and upload it to our new hosting provider, and then we'd point our domain to our new hosting provider, and we'd be back in business the next day. Nice. Nice. James, um, that is a wonderful segue into episode 20 where we'll, um, we'll, we'll get serious about um, what I'm going to do while I'm on that hammock uh, in Port Douglas. But can I share with you a question which I'm pretty sure we've answered before, but uh, when, we, when it came through on the email, I couldn't think uh, of the answer in order to respond to it. And for, for listeners, when we send an email out, when you register at freedomotion.com, uh, and we send emails to let you know that new podcast episodes are out, you can hit reply and we will see the, uh, the questions or the comments that you leave for us and either respond to them 
or answer them on an upcoming episode. So my point is James and I do see everything. James, um, question here from Adam Littlechild of um, Custom Websites HQ.com and he says, hey, um, up to speed with all your podcasts, loving it. And he uses an exclamation mark there, James, which I always take as being a good thing. Uh, absolutely loving it. He says, what tool can I use to find a site's ranking on Google for given keywords? Okay. Uh, the one that I use is called semrush.com. That's, right. That's it. I really like that tool and it, it has added in Australia as well. So a lot of my websites are .com and we just type the website address in and it will show us what keyword phrases we're ranking for. And, and what I do is I export that as a Excel file or a CSV file. I insert an auto filter and I now start searching uh, in ascending order for rank so that we can see, you know, one, two, three, four, five. And I send off the list to the team and they start trying to get out wherever we're ranked third or fourth or fifth. We put a bit of effort onto that. We'll make mm -hmm. a new post with that key phrase and push it up to number one because we know that at number one position in the search results, we'll get a lot more traffic than number four or five. Yep. Probably get five or six times more traffic. And we also search and filter by cost per click. I love that indicator too. So uh, for some of our websites... We'll run the thing. We'll see that we're ranking for 68 key phrases. We'll, we'll pull the Excel report. We'll do a, a data sort and we'll rank cost per click in uh, descending order. So the highest cost per click at the top, it might be $8 a click or $7 a click. And we'll find out, you know, if we're ranking on page two for a 7 or $8 per click phrase, then we'll go and push it up to number one to increase the value of our website, especially if we're running AdSense on it. Yeah, right. Okay. Like that. That's an episode in itself, James. Yep. SEMrush.com. Uh, now, for listeners, um, we, we put all the links in the show notes. If we do mention something, um, we'll include a link in the show notes. Um, so you can always check it out and go back to any episode and, and find out what we were talking about by visiting freedomotion.com. James, that's it for another episode. Um, gold, mate. Absolute gold. And um, I'm pretty excited about episode uh, 20, where we'll actually go and talk about how um, you can go and, as you said, whilst in the hammock, create some pretty serious um, product now that you've got your hosting sorted out. So um, until then, see you next time, mate. See you then. Bye. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>